And welcome back to Mixed Media Live. <laughs> we're extremely late. Very, very, very late. Normally we're here at 7 p.m. Uh, I mean, as of late, it's been pretty on the dot usually, you know, plus or minus two minutes. Uh, but we ran into a technical difficulty. As you can see, as to our new layout, we're trying out a whole bunch of new things. I put together a, a lot of new tech, um, new assets. But right now we're in a pre-alpha stage. And what I mean by pre-alpha stage is I mean, don't count on any of these features being there in the future as you would with a real game. Uh, and uh, don't, don't, don't uh, count on this being the final quality of the stream as well. Um, but as we go forward, hopefully next week we'll be uh, skipping alpha and beta and going straight into the probably, well, probably realistically it'll be more like a beta test uh you know uh once we get into the final form of this podcast um but as you can see a lot of changes but that wasn't what caused the problem with us being almost an hour late to our usual time what caused the problem was skype updating itself so if you have any recommendations uh other than skype for our live podcasting needs to get our video routed into the editor i'm all ears because i have not been happy with uh, the stability of skype but yeah we're mixed media we are here usually at 7 p.m every week and we talk about everything art you know whether it's gaming music films shows 3d art or business related to all those things philosophy related to all those things I don't know, anything related to all those things, news. And we love to talk about it all together. We love bringing new people on. Right now we're missing one of our uh, compatriots right there. Uh, ben is usually in that slot right there. But hopefully he'll be joining us later. Uh, so without further ado, I guess we'll introduce ourselves. So my name is Irving Nestor. I'm a filmmaker and uh, entrepreneur, uh, media entrepreneur. And I own a company called Ariella. And you can find my website at ariella.co. How about you, Nathan? Hey, I'm Nathan. Uh, I'm a game developer and 3D modeler. What we're going to do today is we're going to have a little bit shorter show than usual, partly because we're late, partly because we're still kind of recovering from our little hiatus uh, last week. And like I said, I'm trying to upgrade the podcast, which kind of took up all of our time. So we're going to try to make this one a fun and snappy episode. Our Discord has become another way for you to listen to the podcast. In fact, we are now a radio show. How, how do you feel about that, uh, Nathan, that we're a radio show? I mean, we've always been, I mean, sort of that anyways, you know, it's the same thing, just in a different form, right? So, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're now a lot more mobile on, on the live, uh, live spectrum. If you're in your car and you want to listen to a podcast live and you want to pull over and tell us we're stupid live or something like that, you can now do that. And maybe we'll have in the future the ability for people to pop in on voice and pop them into the podcast. But hey, that's actually going to be my topic this week. I'm going to be talking about in my segment a little bit about some of the future things that I would love to see with this podcast, where we're going to go with it. Um, some things about how my career is sort of intersecting with my ability to hopefully elevate this podcast and all that kind of stuff in my segment. But I think Nathan's going first today, so uh, you can take it away whenever you want. Before we start, I want to say something. I want to say something, right? Uh -huh. So, one of the very first podcast episodes, I talked about something called The Sandbox. The Sandbox, this is our NFT episode, I believe. The Sandbox is a place where you can buy digital land in the form of NFTs, right? I said, I think, at least if I didn't say it, I was thinking it at least. I was like, oh, this is probably going to explode soon. 
All right, I'd like to point to a uh, Wall Street Journal article that I, I have lost. I found it again. And uh, here's what I'll, I'll read it, right? This quote right, in the middle of it says, Interest reached a new peak on Tuesday when Republic Realm, a firm that develops real estate in the metaverse, said it paid $4.3 million for land in the world sandbox, the biggest virtual real estate uh, sale publicized to date. According to the company and to the data from website nonfungible.com, which tracks digital land sales. Republic Realm bought the digital land from video game company Atari SA, and the two firms said they planned to partner on the development of some other properties. The acquisition broker record set just last week by a subsidiary of Canadian investment firm Tokens.com Corporation, which said it paid about $2.5 million for land in the world Decentraland Fashion District. Okay, so I'm saying is I was right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it feels nice to be right. <laughs> I'm no financial advisor, but I'm just saying, maybe for like a penny or two, you know, into some in some sandbox.com, you know. <laughs> I'm literally about to look this up right now and uh, yeah. actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, on to my topic. <laughs> yeah, my topic is about short form games. And my uh, point is that uh, short form games are uh, quite nice, quite good uh, for the industry, for the game industry. So they're good for the consumer because, uh, you know, people will be talking about, like, nowadays, like, oh, the $70 price tag, that's really bad. It's like, maybe those games should be shorter, huh? <laughs> Some of those games uh, will be really nice isolated, right? They don't need to be that drawn out and long. A lot of times I feel like games are drawn out for the sake of being drawn out. They don't actually have to be that long. Um, and if you have shorter games, you know, we're not talking that these $70 games are probably still be $70, to be clear. But I'm talking about really just other games, right? If you want a cost to drop in general, you'd want them to be shorter, right? You don't lose out on that much necessarily, right? Because you gain a lot in the process. For one, um, it means you can play a, experience a wider range of games, right? Because a lot of people only play a couple games per year, right? I mean, think about how many people, how many TV shows or movies the average, average person watches. It's definitely a lot more than like the average you know, amount of games the average person plays because games can be very long. And you know, you're playing like some JRPG, it's like, wow, it's going to take up your entire year <laughs> to uh, complete that game, you know? And I'm not saying that, you know, you should not have games that long. What I'm saying is that, you know, currently as it stands, short form games are like sort of frowned upon. Uh, and all, some people think it's like, you should just not have short games, you know, you can't have a two hour game, stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's totally nonsense. Yeah, so it gives you, you know, being able to experience a wider range lets you sort of you know, have a feel for everything. You can sort of figure out what things you like, what things you don't like. Uh, you don't want to have to, you know, part of the, I remember I was explaining prices before and why prices are, you know, quote unquote high for games. It's like, Part of the thing is that the reason why you might want your prices to be cheaper is because you're sort of taking a gamble every time you buy a game. It's a big investment, and you don't know if you like it or not yet, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, with the movie, it's like, you might not like it, but it's only two hours you lost, essentially, right? Whereas uh, a game, you're expecting uh, generally a lot more hours than two hours, right? So being able to have these uh, cheaper costs means that there's less, of a, there's less of a risk, you know? There's less of a risk in your purchase, um, you can buy you know, a two-hour game. And you almost like, what if it's horrible? What if I don't like it? It's like, well, you paid the two-hour two-hour game price anyways, right? <laughs> so it's fine. Also, uh, it's sort of a side thing, a you know, small thing. Dude, I want to review games to talk about here, but games are so stupidly long that I feel like if I played a game, I wouldn't be doing it justice if I didn't play enough of it, right? Like yeah. if I played only the first the first two hours of a ten-hour game. It's like. That is not like that is not representative of the entire game, right? Unless it's like a game uh, that's very um, repetitive, right? 
Um, in which case, okay, maybe. But for the most part, games are not necessarily like that. And after playing a 10-hour game, or like really any story game, for example, right? I don't want to be two hours into a 10-hour story and have to review it based on the story in part, right? That's not really fair. And the equivalent would be like what? Like reviewing a movie based on the first 20 minutes of it? It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit sketch. <laughs> well, yeah, that's sort of a side thing. So, you know, making games shorter for me to consume. I did review before the Spectrum Retreat and the First Tree. Those two games are considered shorter games. I did not finish either of those games anyways, right? I feel like, though, at least with those ones, I was able to uh, play enough of it where, at least with the First Tree, the Spectrum Retreat, maybe I didn't play enough. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I played them enough to be able to review it and be confident enough about my review. <laughs> not only is it good for reviewers and I also understand this is not necessarily applicable to commercial game reviewers. It's literally their job. Like they, they have the time to do it because that's all they have to do really for their work. You know, obviously plus writing their review or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it's a good for the game developers. And the only thing I've been looking into recently is prototyping games. Uh, it's a very important step of, of, of game development. It's very interesting because I feel like that's not necessarily a thing in a lot of other art forms, like making a, a scaled down version. Like if, if you're making a movie, right? You don't make a shorter version of that movie, probably. Maybe you write it and stuff like that, but I don't know if you'd film it, right, uh, and get all the actors and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, the reason why you want to prototype in game dev is because, well, it's two reasons. One, you might want to prototype it to just, you know, is it fun, right? You need, to, you need to figure that out before you full-on commit, right? And the problem with full-on committing is that games are so long that committing is actually a big deal. <laughs> committing to some idea means it can be years and years of work, right, especially for solo devs. Oh, even for you know big companies too, it can be years. Oh, it's almost always years. Second reason is that if you are a indie developer, um, you can pitch your games to publishers, and you know if you pitch it, you want to have a prototype. Um, that's what you show to them. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be the most polished thing ever. I mean, that's not the point. The point is, hey, look at these mechanics I have. They're fun. I think I can expand them. It's like greater. Here's my plan. Whatever. We, but you'd be. We don't need the prototype. But you should probably have a prototype. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I don't think you'd find much luck unless your idea is extremely genius and it's very intuitive to speak. Because a lot of game ideas they are not they are not easy to, to say, right? They're not easy to explain. Uh, like when I was trying to when I was reviewing the Spectrum Retreat, explaining the concepts is very hard. But if you just play, it, it is so stupidly simple. The mm. entire concept. It's just you just have to do it, you know. <laughs> so it's not like a book where you can just explain the plot necessarily, right? Um, maybe it's because it's an interactive medium, which makes it very odd. And also, you know, a book in itself is telling you what it is, right? So you just need to say the same thing, but just shorter, right? Whereas a game, a game does not present itself in, in words, right? Oh, hey, Ben. <laughs> Prototyping, good for publishers. That's like that, when I have a prototype. And it's a big pain to have to make prototypes for games that are of very, you know, decent length and stuff like that. And, you know, and then you said, oh, this prototype's not great. You know, I'm going to scratch this idea or whatever. If you could, if, if it were acceptable to make shorter games, then you'd be able to create shorter prototype or, you know, smaller, more compact prototypes, stuff like that. Uh, you wouldn't have to create grand pitches, right? It'd be a lot simpler to get into the, uh, the game world or the, the game dev world in general, right? Um, and as people like to say, if you have watched any like game dev person ever talk, they'll be like, oh, you need to fail fast. I feel like that phrase is like said, so many so much time i don't know is that a thing outside of game dev have you heard that before i've heard i mean i have heard the sentiment i've never heard it in that exact phrase but like yeah fail often okay can you hear me now yes you're broadcasting 
Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I've never heard that exact formulation, but it, 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 I guess it makes sense. If you're someone who does programming, you might have heard of the term rapid iteration. Same idea is that uh, you got to figure out what's wrong, get rid of it, try again. You know, it's wrong. You know, just keep doing that over and over again until you find something that works. That's what prototyping is good for. Prototyping is just a big hassle because games are just big and you got to cover a lot of ground in your prototype. But, you know, obviously there's, there's, a, there's prototyping doesn't scale the same way um, because, for example, let's say, I don't know, let's say you decide that your, your prototype, you decide whether you want your game to have very uh, rudimentary animations or very fluid and very well-made animations that would take longer, right? Your prototype, no matter what, is going to have like two frames of animation, right? It doesn't it won't scale that way, right? Uh, regardless of, of how good your, uh, your end product will be in that, in that regard, it doesn't actually matter for your prototype. Um, but, you know, so it depends on the, on the aspect, right? So it won't scale the same way, but for sure, having bigger games in general will lead to uh, larger prototypes. And yeah, it just makes starting up a whole lot easier. Uh, if games don't have to be a big investment, right? One of the big problems with, or really the, the issue with a lot of people starting in game dev or finishing a game really is the fact that they can't finish because they've been at some idea for like a year or something like that and they just lose the motivation where, you know, they're just like, you know, they're, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, or they, they haven't even started. They're just looking into the game dev world and they're like, I can't do that, right? It's because games are just required to be so massive. And I'll explain why it's like a requirement, right? Essentially, it's just because of return policies. Uh, those are the big, big problem. So, yeah, return policies, you know, it's like the two-hour limit, for example. Steam has that. I think Epic Games might have some of that, too. Yeah, return policies may vary, but essentially, a two-hour limit is like, your game has to be two hours long, or over two hours long, uh, preferably by a significant margin, because um, Steam lets you return a game for any reason you'd like, um, as long as it's as long as you've played it for less than two hours. They will stop you from returning if you just keep doing that over and over again. They're like, all right, you've been returning too much, essentially. <laughs> do you have a good reason or not, right? But at least, you know, if you do this every, I don't know, every once in a while, they will not question it. You can just return it for full refund if you've played it for less than two hours. There's cause you will do scummy things where I talked about this before, um, a game I, called, I played called Refunct. I played for less than two hours. It's a pretty short game. It's a good game, though. A lot of people, sadly, just refunded it because they're like, short game. I mean, I, I liked it maybe, but I can refund it, right? It's like, essentially, I can play this for free, even though it's not intended to be free. It has no ads, no nothing, right? That's where it's coming. People will do it, right? And it's so sad that, like, the reason why I can't have more games like Refunct is because of these kinds of things. Also, like, the two-week limit. So Steam and similar policies and other, and, like, Epic Game stores and stuff like that. Uh, it's that if you've owned the game for less than two weeks... You can also refund it. All right. Uh, I, I don't know what happens if you go past the two-hour limit. I don't remember if it's either or or it's both you need. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, the TL is two-week two limit. So if you can theoretically beat the game within a week, right, you just rush it, do whatever. I mean, it's also bad for, it's bad, that's bad for the user experience, right? It's like people are going to start rushing games just so they can you know, get their refund or whatever. Or the game just happens to be you know, maybe over two hours, maybe four hours. So you can play that in two weeks easily, right? spending less than an hour a day on the game, right? So then you're just able to refund it. So this is a, an issue with um, a game called, well, many, many, many short games that are, you know, great, like Refunct or uh, The First Tree or The Stanley Parable, whatever. But one I want to highlight is called Before Your Eyes. I never played this game before, but it caught my attention and the intention of, I'm sure, a lot of people because it uh, did, it, it innovated, right? It did something interesting um, and a, a big critique with, with games that they're all stagnant. It's all the same thing. 
they're building from the same from the same origins, right? No one's doing anything new. That's one of the, one of the big critiques that people have about specifically large game studios and even indie game studios. They did something pretty unique. I'm not going to get into it, but just to come up the point. Here's a quote from one of the devs about refunding. Oh, so I, I, should, I should say that this is from a Twitter post. I believe this is the game designer on the team. And it's, the person posted an image of a review from Steam. And the review, it, it always shows the playtime and, and whether they refunded the game or not, which I think is really good from Steam, from Steam on Steam's uh, you know, uh, side. Um, so it says that uh, this person played through with a 1.6 hours, right? So a little under the two-hour mark. And the product is refunded, it says. And the review says... This game is 1.5 hours, five hours long, but the story and concept are amazing. Those are funded, all right. Uh, and then the, it was a recommendation on the Steam review, uh, and the uh, game designer did not take kindly to this and posted it on Twitter and said, "Yep, we made a short game. I think there should be more short games. I think short games shouldn't shouldn't get refunded for delivering an amazing experience." And you know, it's pretty it's pretty sad to think about, right? Eventually, this person actually did end up rebuying it because of this, because. <laughs> uh, uh, a PC gamer ran an article about it, and uh, I don't know. I guess at some point, this guy's like, "Oh, I'm in some. I'm in, I, I, did, I did a bad thing, right?" I uh, eventually rebought it and apologized. But it's trying to be something that you can do to begin with, right? It's so it's so I don't know, it's so messed up. There's also another quote. <laughs> yeah, like that's me. You can't do that like in any other art form, you know. Like you can't, you know, like I oh I listened to this piece of music. I bought this album and and I like the piece of music. Um, I'm gonna return it though because I listened to it and got my full experience with it. Like. <laughs> yeah, as, you know, as it should be, that is not a thing elsewhere. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Apparently, part of this is for a is for legal reasons in Europe. There's something about, I believe, in Europe, uh, in uh, specifically the European Union, yeah, it's called the rate of withdrawal. Oh wait, sorry, 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 I'm getting things mixed up. But yeah, essentially, in the EU, there is some legal thing, or essentially, if you buy something from online specifically, you have to be able to return it. For any reason within two weeks, I uh, I'm not sure why is a thing. I mean, I don't know. It's probably it's probably more complicated than than it seems or whatever. I don't know. But uh, all I can say is that's not very good for, for anything that you would you know use in less than two weeks that comes from online and it is very easily returnable returnable because it's simply digital, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, it says in part Steam's refund policy exists to comply with regional regulations in the EU, for example. Consumers must be allowed to return out online orders within two weeks of purchase, quote, for any reason and without justification. However, that E right to withdrawal ends as soon as the buyer uses the product. So that's where we get the two weeks from. The two hours does not come from the EU. That is, I don't know where that comes from. Also, I guess, I mean, it's also odd that even without the outside the EU, the two week window is not a fit, is like, that's still a thing. Um, potentially just for, uh, consistency perhaps and it'd be kind of a mess if you had sort of different rules for different regions and stuff like that i can see that being a problem but uh the two-hour thing seems like a kind of a bit of nonsense to me i mean it's like 30 minutes bro like i think the reason that you might want something like this is if the game doesn't work for example and you find out oh this game does not work on my computer for example maybe i can't run it even though you do have the resources to un- to know whether you can run it or not by various means right there are various resources you can use to determine whether you can run a specific game but if for some reason you are not so inclined to check, which is a very, very bad idea, <laughs> I can see you being like, you know, like a like a twenty minute window to play the game, and then you know you see it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't run well. Even then, this bothers me because essentially, like, you could definitely do a try before you buy a thing, right? Like, a, like an unintended demo, or like, let me play this for twenty minutes, I can, I can figure out if I want to, if I, if I want to pursue this or not, right? If I think it's a good enough 
uh, is a good enough chance I'll enjoy the whole game as a whole. All right. I have no problem with demos, but only when, you know, the, the game developer is like, yeah, I'm making a demo, right? <laughs> Not like a, an unintended consequence of abusing abusing rules. And realistically speaking, you don't need 20 minutes, right? I mean, you can tell if the game's not running well, then like, you know, you open the game, you press the play button, and it's like five frames per second, you know, right? <laughs> so, that does not take 20 minutes. So, I don't know. I do not get the two-hour rule. Maybe maybe there's just more to it than I, than I understand currently. I'm um, wondering, too, does that, if that, you said the, uh, European Union rule is like you have to be able to return online purchases for any reason within two weeks. So can you do that with like an online music purchase? Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I read uh, exactly the quote from PCGamer.com. So I, it doesn't say. I mean, it would seem if that is the full law, which I assume is more complicated. But if we're assuming that that is just it, then it would seem that yeah, you could. <laughs> I guess I could. I could buy, you know, a piece of music and. A, or an album or something, and be like, "Yeah, I don't really, I don't really like this. Sorry, I'm re- returning it." Uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 sh- I need to look into that. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it also says I'm just reading on on the PC gamer thing. It also says that it includes like physical items you buy online too. So saying like you could buy a shirt, and uh, your right to return remove like remove a right of withdrawal uh, gets revoked once you if you like, remove the tag or you put it in the washing machine because you know once you use it. Oh, but music you use right? The moment you listen to it, I guess that would be gone. Right. I guess you're using the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's I one thing you're... like if, you know, I'm sure you can track that in a lot of ways for like digital purchases, but like if I buy a CD online, how are they going to oh. know whether I, I guess, I guess, I guess the CD is open, you know, the, the plastic wrap, I guess, but yeah. Hmm. The odd thing is, you know, this actually makes even less sense to me now I'm thinking about it because Steam knows how long you play it. It tracks it, right? So the moment you open the game, it knows that your right to withdrawal is revoked, right? So I don't get why it's within two weeks and not within two two weeks without playing. I don't get that. So that is not consistent to me. Maybe it's simply because some platforms don't have that tracker. I guess no, you would say all, amongst okay. all Steam games, they're all. I mean, Steam. Steam is a you know interesting platform in that. It's all connected to Steam, so Steam knows exactly what you're playing at all times, as opposed to like GOG, which kind of the thing is like, we don't track you, stuff like that, or and none of our games will track you, that kind of thing. But uh, so on GOG, I can see that, right? Because like, oh, I can't actually prove that you use this thing or whatever, right? So on Steam, they know exactly if you use it or not. So I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, and it does say, continue to say that quote that means Valve's refund policy is more permissive than EU law calls for, and the two-hour rule isn't even a hard rule. If you've played a Steam game for more than two hours, you can still submit a, a refund request. It won't be removed automatically, but Valve will review it. So yeah, you can also request that you something gets returned, even if it doesn't fit the parameters. And there are good reasons to do this. For example, uh, I don't know, two, two, you know, you've played more than two hours of the game, it's been more than two weeks, and a new update has been added to the game, maybe like right after that the time period has ended, and you can no longer run the game. I think that's fair enough to say, like, you know, okay, just, you, I mean, you kind of got screwed over there, <laughs> have your money back, whatever. And Steam can't prove whether you can run the game or not, stuff like that. You know, so it's always like, I mean, you could you could probably get around this kind of stuff pretty pretty simply. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had to say for my topic, though. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters. We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you want to talk, let's talk, but around here, make sure you walk and your talk is constant.